Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, I'm Debbie. And I'm Allison. And we're... The Polter Gals. Spooky. Spooky. <laughs> Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Debbie. And we're the, the Polter Gals. And uh, for all you sexy ghosts out there, well, mm. you are in for a hoot for the... Uh, an edited version of this <laughs> episode. Unedited, and if you're not a sexy ghost on our Patreon, well, you what should be. What are you be. doing? You gotta be it. It's only 10 bucks a month. Yeah, it's patreon.com I mean, slash polder pals. Yeah. Join us today and go to our Patreon and um, come and support us. And, and you get access to all unedited episodes. And if um, you're a Debbie and you're asking how many cups of coffee will that equal out to? About um, two. Two to three. Actually, if you're going to Starbucks, maybe one. Maybe one. Just but don't get a venti. <laughs> that's, ju- that's just one cup of coffee that you can sacrifice, right? Yeah, sacrifice that's coffee for your ghost content. And that's us telling you now. Go to our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash polterpals. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> that was a wonderful segue, Allison, into a little fresh little ad there, right there. Oh, you know, I try. Wow. I try. It's almost like I was not trying to advertise our non-existent <laughs> ads yeah so if you want to be on ad on our uh podcast please feel free to message us and let us know and we will may yeah. or may not do that but you yeah know. shoot us a email at the poltergals at gmail.com um and you can find out more information um online on our socials at the poltergals the underscore poltergals and then we're also on facebook um so again facebook, just the insta the youtube yeah Oh, and we got TikTok. Oh, Go and follow our tic- TikTok now. The ticks of talks. The ticks of talks. We've been making them. Um, I feel so much older than I need to feel on the internet. Um, we posted our most recent ghost hunting trip to Utopia Essentials on our uh, TikTok and our Instagram Reels. Um, if you've not already checked that out, if you have a location you would like us to come and check out, um, don't forget to submit. And of course, we have listener tales. Um, yeah. Don't forget to send us your listener tales again to our email. That's the poltergals at gmail.com um, where we can um, read off your stories. That's right. We want to hear your stories. We want to be the vessels in which get out your stories. Yeah. And I kind of feel bad because we were just talking about one that. Someone had requested not to like mm-hmm. it was. It's been it's been a while. It's been a while. We had at a least six months. Request, and we're we, finally doing it. <laughs> we have we've had the research sitting there. Yeah, but we've been trying to wait for one more information mm-hmm. and to really the right time when there's really no right time for it. Yeah, but 
it was really just finding something that will pop up. And I, the other day, I found something because me being me watching <gasps> Ghost Adventures Shout found out. that thing that <laughs> found the thing about the thing that we're gonna do. Yeah. So, so um, again, if you guys also have any recommendations or any places you want us to cover, reach out now. Yeah. Um. All right. So what are we talking about today? So this is gonna be the Unitarian Graveyard. Ooh. Which is in Charleston, South Carolina. Ooh, we're booping to the south of South Carolina. So I'm, I'm kind of, um, you know, Allison's still a little sick, you guys. Yeah, listen, coming from a double ear infection, bronchitis, bronchitis. <laughs> all at the same time, and then get cl- getting cleared up, and then all of a sudden, the weather changing again. The weather change again. I'm literally and wearing a jacket in the studio. But yeah, also check out my Rogue Twenty Three shirt. Amazing. Our live episode coming soon also. Yes. <laughs> Which was, that was a whole thing in itself. And can you guess what shirt Allison's wearing? A Baylor one, of it's course. It's a Baylor shirt. <laughs> You're welcome. You know, another little quick sidetracked story, uh-huh. but my mom yesterday got mad at me for that very thing. Wearing a Baylor shirt? <laughs> yes. Wow. She was like... I'm going to text her and be like, your daughter's wearing a Baylor shirt again. <laughs> she she looked at me and then she goes, why do you own nothing but Baylor shirts? It's and <laughs> I looked at her, I said, huh, it's funny. It's almost like this problem began 25 years ago, three months after I was born. I wonder whose fault this could be. Wow. And she was like, yeah, you see, you're an adult now, so that's not my mm-hmm. fault. Wow. And um, you being an adult. <laughs> Here you are. Um, well... I'm I'm excited. I'm sorry you're still feeling sick, um, but this is gonna be a good episode. You'll you'll make it through. You're you got your cough drops. I forgot them. You for- in the green room. Oh my gosh! Well, but we're gonna have to suffer through this episode now. We'll join together. She can edit it in post. <laughs> I hope. I hope. I mean, to be fair, just bring th- our levels up. <laughs> to be fair, this week has the last few days really like yesterday and today have been better Aww. than. Yeah, sounds good. And now we're here today to record, and it will be good. I say that, and I definitely feel like I have to cough. <laughs> so, just warning, guys. Just a warning. Allison now has cough drops, and now we're getting into the episode. Yeah, <laughs> out, out of the five hundred sidetracks that we it's had, fine. but that's fine. You guys love us for our banter. <laughs> Do they? I don't know. <laughs> Do they really? <laughs> Maybe. So. This, like we said, South Carolina, this church is known to be the second oldest in the city, mm-hmm. and it was built in 1772. Back in the 1700s, so you know what that means. It's haunted. It's <laughs> even spookier. It's even spookier. And it gets better, because, mm-hmm. you know, all the good things happened in the 1800s. Yeah. It was rebuilt in 1854. Wow. So... And you know, rebuilds cause more paranormal activity. Yeah, so that's even who, great. Who needs, that's even better. Who needs for it to be built once? Mm-hmm. The churchyard is, of course, supposedly haunted. Who knew? And many believe it is the subject of one of Edgar Allan Poe's most famous poems, Annabelle Lee. Ah, yes. And I'll read a little section of that poem in The Haunting. Yeah, and I'm kind of excited because we both have... Uh, Edgar Allan Poe's complete mm-hmm. book, which at some point I hope to... She's not read it yet. I cannot believe you've not heard the poem Annabelle Lee. Well, I haven't heard, like, yeah, I haven't read it, and then I hopefully we will get around to reading his yeah. stuff, because... We're planning on doing some more spooky, terrifying tales with Edgar Allan Poe coming up. Yeah, we just... 
if y'all saw the amount of books we have for terrifying tales, it is yikes. We got to do a lot of research, <laughs> a lot of reading. It's more like a lot of reading, and then like the books are there. And then the just, editing. <laughs> that's more me. Yeah. Me, if y'all haven't noticed, me, words, reading, don't go together. <laughs> so it's okay. Uh, Annabelle, though, she was a woman who was in who lived in Charleston before the Civil War broke out. She fell in love with a seller who was stationed at a nearby naval base. But unfortunately, her father did not approve of them and even forbid her from seeing him. Sad. Which I don't know why. First of all, if she falls in love with the guy that's in the military, why would she disapprove? The back guy's in the, day, in the it military. Was a time. It was a different time back then. The guy's in the military. Yeah, but he was what much more die. could you ask for? Yeah, but he was probably going to die. And the dad was like, mm, you're too good for him. I need, I'm going to need to pay someone more goats for my daughter's dowry. (laughs) (sighs) I don't understand that. Imagine like nowadays you going like dating someone from the military and then your, your parents are like, how dare you? Hey, hey man, that everybody has different values. You know, I get it. I get it. As oh no! These people family? are just I get gi- it. these people are just giving their lives for us to do <laughs> Our whatever. Country, literally for us to. God bless America. Like these people are literally giving up their <laughs> lives for us to do what we want to do. Listen, man. All I can say is a different time back in the day. Like this podcast probably wouldn't be a thing if people. We'd probably be stuck in like places like North Korea if it weren't for people <laughs> giving up their lives. For us to have places. I like, feel like those are some big jumps, Allison, you're making there. You're making some big sweeping generalizations that I don't necessarily agree with. <laughs> well, you know what? That's fine. Get, it, out, get it out back proves, on track. It proves the point, doesn't it? Great. Okay, perfect. I never said I 100% agreed with them. I'm just saying we could be stuck in those places. You know what? Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Although, <laughs> just like we couldn't agree on this, they couldn't agree on that. And so the two, unfortunately, couldn't stay apart and would often meet up at the Unitarian Cemetery. Mm, getting freaky in the cemetery. <laughs> That's such a bad place. I'm to <laughs> Not True love in the cemetery. Okay, Romeo and Juliet. I love it. I think it's cute. I wish my lover would meet me in the cemetery. You live next to a cemetery. We, we so could walk to the cemetery all the time. So I posted some cute pictures on our Instagram. So again, if you're not following us, check out the underscore poltergals on Instagram.com. And you can maybe see some of the photos I took. And we also need to go for another photo shoot. Yay! So, yeah. So one night when they were walking in the cemetery, Ooh. Annabelle's father saw the two and then became furious and decided to lock her in a room for several months as punishment. Oof, we got a Rapunzel situation like, on our hands. I'm sorry. No thanks. During that time, Annabelle was locked in her room. The sailor she loved was then transferred back to Virginia, and the two were never able to see each other again. Bum, bum, bum. Months later, Annabelle died of yellow fever, though many claim it was of a broken heart that actually killed her. Oh, that's so sad. But yeah, everybody died of yellow fever back then, I mean, as we've talked about. And tuberculosis. Yeah. Tuberculosis. Because <laughs> apparently the only good medical advice they could tell you was go, go get some fresh air. Go get some fresh air. And of course, my phone over here would be buzzing. I'm unprofessional. I know. I'm so sorry. 
Well, that's really sad. So, after the de- after her death, the mm-hmm. sailor then learned of her passing and arranged to come back to Charleston to visit her grave. The father suspected that this might happen and had Annabelle's grave placed beneath others in the family and left the site unmarked, which could explain why her name isn't in the church's records. And the sailor never found which plot belonged to his lover. Oh, and you know what they say about unmarked graves. That's the worst. Like, that's horrible to sit there and have to... Be in an un- one, be in an unmarked grave. Two, be buried even beneath mm-hmm. your other family members. Like, yeah. you're not even worth, like, you- even in death, you weren't worth mm-hmm. being buried. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so sad. That's sad. Another popular story revolves around another female, which was by the name of Mary Bloomfield. I love that last name. Bloomfield. Dude, that's so... Sounds so romantic. So nice. I love it. We're getting into our lovey-dovey era as we're entering into February. I'm already, like, full Valentine's out. I'm, like, no. Did did you ask your husband to be your Valentine, or did he ask you to be his Valentine? No. I made Cameron ask ask me to be his Valentine. No. What? Are you guys going to do anything for Valentine's Day? No. (gasps) That... Allison doesn't believe in true love, everybody. That's (laughs) disgusting. Well, back to Mary Bloomfield. She believed in love, Allison. Do it for her. I don't think she had a choice because of her last name, but wow. you know. Miss <laughs> Bloomfield, though, mm-hmm. she was a resident of Charleston for more than a, uh, more than 100 years ago. She believed that she was happily married, but her husband departed for Boston on a business trip one night. In quotation marks. And... Was never to return. Miss Bloomfield was heartbroken, and some say that they have seen her ghost wandering the paths of the Unitarian Cemetery, where she is still looking for her husband. So sad. The church is on the National Historic Register, and during the Revolutionary War, the church was used for barracks, and a lot of the church did end up getting destroyed, and... That's why it was having to be rebuilt in 1854. Wow. Many people are concerned that the cemetery looks abandoned and run down, but there are some unknown reasons for that. Mm, interesting. Wow. So, yeah, that's a nice little little history. That's not all that's pretty sad though. Yeah. Um well, um well you know what time it is. Break. Break. Commercial break. Commercial break. <laughs> And now, a word from our sponsors. Spooky. <laughs> Welcome to One Star Rewind a new podcast about those dreaded one-star reviews that every business owner hates to receive, but yet every customer loves to read. During this podcast, we will peel back that one-star review to better understand how it happened, when it happened, and what the business owner is doing after receiving that one-star review. 
This podcast will be about love, hate, and laughter. On One Star Rewind, we will meet with real business owners who will tell their stories and how they do rely on reviews for their business. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or download us at roguemedianetwork.com. Please subscribe, but only rate and review for not a one-star review. Join us each time for a new review and a new story. is some of our thoughts. We're two Southern sommeliers, and we want to share everything we love and know about wine. We started hanging out during quarantine and cooking and drinking and listening to music, and we just thought this would be a great way to bring everything we know to you guys. We will make wine knowledge and food pairings easy and approachable. So put on your favorite vinyl, grab your favorite glass of wine, tune into our show, and let's have some fun. Wine Wine and vinyl. (laughs) So check us out on roguemedianetwork.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. We'll be talking about a lot. I'm Zach. And I'm Mike. And we have a fantastic new podcast to tell you about. Bros, Foes, and Heroes. It's the two of us looking into the world of comics, breaking down some characters that you may have never heard of, and some that are just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so Zach comes up with a character each time, and uh, I go into it just completely blind. I don't know who this person is or what their abilities are or anything, and and basically I guess we kind of go over their origin story. And just some of the ridiculous stuff that maybe, especially Golden Age stuff. Oh, Golden yeah. Age stuff is always the best. And we will make sure to highlight all of the shenanigans and just absolute weirdness yeah. of everything. Yeah. That's right. So subscribe today and uh, follow us on Instagram at Bros Bros Heroes. And if you don't, I know where you live. Not really, but please subscribe. <laughs> bros and Bros and Heroes. Gonna tell you about When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, back to the show. Spooky. (laughs) And we're back. You know what time it is now? It's time for... 
the hauntings. Hey, spooky. Spooky time. Um, so, of course, the cemetery is said to be haunted by many spirits. And as you already mentioned, the most notorious being Miss Annabelle Lee herself. Um, so the first of these spirits is Annabelle Lee. And her story is a sad one, as you just said. Um, so they have said that they've seen her in the cemetery walking around. And that her name was actually Anna Rivenel. Um However, unfortunately, again, her grave is actually unmarked, and it said that her father um, buried her underneath maybe other family members, um, and that's part of the reason why her spirit is, um, you know, unrested um, and still wanders the earth. And then also the love of her sail- her sailor, who she never got to um, actually be, be with, um, and she mm. died of, you know, a broken heart. Um, her father did not approve of their love um, and disapproved so much that then whenever her, her soldier got stationed away, um, she had a broken heart and then eventually died of yellow fever or possibly just a deep, deep depression. Um, so that's super sad as we were talking about. Um, she fell ill because of this. Um, and as a fun little treat, I'm actually going to read a section of the poem for Allison. Of the poem Annabelle Lee um, by Edgar Allan Poe. Um, So that's that's exciting. Are you ready? You've never heard this before. I think so. Can I just say I'm also super, like, excited to read some of these, like, older, like, what you would think of gothic novels, like Edgar Allan Poe, Mary Shelley. We got a bunch of stories from the 1800s, but apparently the author wouldn't let us read them, so oops, sorry. Um, But we still have some more stuff coming for you guys, so don't worry. I mean, that kind of stuff, if... Um, you know, we just have to do a little bit more research, but mm-hmm. that's we'll fine. just keep doing it. Yeah. All right, and now on to Annabelle Lee. <laughs> it was many and many a year ago. Oh, hold on. Let me hold on. Let me get Wilkie really fast. No, no, no. Uh, I'm just good. kidding. I'm just kidding. Please, Wilkie, no. if you're listening to this, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're very <laughs> sorry. We're very sorry. Okay. It was many and many a year ago, in a kingdom by the sea, that a maiden lived there whom you may know by the name of Annabel Lee. And this maiden she lived with no other thought than to love and be loved by me. I was a child, and she was a child, in this kingdom by the sea. But we loved with a love that was more than love, I and my Annabel Lee. With a love that the winged septs of heaven coveted her and me. And this was the reason that long ago, in the kingdom by the sea, a wind blew out of a cloud, chilling my beautiful Annabelle Lee. And for her kingdom, kingsmen came and bore her away from me to shut her up in a sculpture in this kingdom by the sea. And that is the only part I'll read for us today. Go and see the full version of the poem. If you just Google it, you can probably find it. Find it. Um, this one's from poetryfoundation.com. And if you just search Annabelle Lee, it will pull up immediately. Um, and it's really interesting because in this version of the poem, um, it says a wind blew in from a cloud, chilling my beautiful Annabelle Lee. But in the original poem that my parents or like I grew up hearing, um, or like I think even in my book, it says a wind blew out of a cloud, chilling and killing my beautiful Annabelle Lee. Oh. So I think they took out the and killing part, which I think is interesting. Um, it's it's interesting to see how things 
evolve and uh, i mean and i'm sure like uh, i'm gonna we're gonna have to find his original yeah. works. we saw an uh what was it like a 1900 version 1930 something yeah version uh, of the book um so it's in the great american literature book um of edgar Allan poe's works yeah. um so i wonder what version is in there but again growing up i just always heard it chilling and killing my annabelle lee it, it's interesting though because like the and the in the theater world you have adaptations and yeah. seeing those kind of different adaptations and how they change even the slightest things because mm-hmm. it has to fit especially educationally it has to fit that mold yeah and so certain things that's probably why it got cut yeah certain <laughs> things have to get cut or just thrown out and altogether again, like you know through translations I'm sure yeah. also um and also hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, not hundreds, but still. Well, yeah. Um, anyway, so that is the story of Annabelle Lee, where I'm leaving off on the poem. Um, again, it's said that her spirit, I know we've talked about Mark Twain, we've talked about Edgar Allan Poe, and mm-hmm. we've talked about some amazing American literature, literary heroes, um, and kind of stuff. So it's kind of, we love kind of throwing in that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, being like, Haha, Edgar Allan Poe, check this out. Um, but anyway, that's one of the most famous stories. Um, another famous story um, is a woman that many visitors have seen around the cemetery, and and she's actually the spirit of a Latvian fisher. So again, Charleston is um, located right next to the sea, um, so that it's a big, you know, place for fishers and yeah. um, people on boats to go to. <laughs> um, some visitors believe that they see a lady in white. Of course, of course, in the cemetery, um, and they believe that this is famous Charleston serial killer Latvian fisher. Story said that she is the first female serial killer ever in America. She owned a hotel in town, and she and her husband would take advantage of male travelers in the mm. area. They would get friendly with them, and Latvian would poison their tea. They would then fall asleep, and the two of them would rob them and slit their throats. Oh, I'm going to copy and paste this because this might be a, n- a really cool story for us to do. Yay! If we can... More bonus stories. Yeah, so hopefully we can. Mm-hmm. Anyway, while I'm doing this, if you want to continue. <laughs> continue. Um, Latvian and her husband were actually hanged. And when she was asked if she had any last words, she said, I quote, I have nothing to say to God because I'll be dancing with the devil in the morning. How oh. badass are those words? How badass is like, that quote? I love that. Um, I mean, please don't murder people and rob them, but that that's a pretty hardcore quote. Co- hardcore quote, like to say, like like you're about to be hanged. What are you gonna say? That that's, that's um, and then imagine straight bars. Imagine <laughs> hearing that and be like, "Are you kidding me?" Right? Yeah, now? I'm sure they're like, "You're crazy, lady." Okay. <laughs> Um, but anyway, many paranormal fans don't believe that the lady that walks the cemetery is her um, because of her mention of the devil. So they think that she, her, obviously her spirit's in hell um, and that there would be no way that she would be walking the earth to this day. Uh, but some think that she's found her final resting place um, and it's not um, as a spirit here. It is, in fact, in hell. Um, but also maybe she is demonic. So maybe this woman in white is um, just luring people into That's the afterlife. Yikes. 
Um, anyway, that's a whole other theology we'll have to get into. <laughs> Another story from visitors to the cemetery is from a husband and wife couple. The couple decided to walk through the cemetery, as me and my hubby do. We're so cute. Um, and check it out. Also, one of the reason why we go through the cemetery, guys, it's a pokey stop. So we started playing Pokemon Go again. This is just an aside. So uh, the cemetery has a lot of pokey stops and a lot of Pokemon. So <laughs> Allison, I'm sorry. That's... <laughs> I don't think those two things should be said in the same <laughs> sentence ever again. Well, Pokemon and cemeteries. Pokemon and the cemetery. This is a resting <laughs> place, Debbie. Well, anyway, um, I'm sorry. I always I always say hello to the spirits, though, and I always am good, and I say hi. I went and said hi to Mr. and Mrs. Strange. Um, they are probably my favorite. Yeah, I I love them. Um, I. Th- there are our friends from beyond the grave we took pictures by their graveside and of course asked for permission and then try to try to say hi to them regularly um as to just you know be mindful um you know whatever just weirdo things you know i really Um, i really (laughs) hope that he was a doctor i hope so too. i really hope he was a doctor and what's better than mrs and mr strange um we love you guys anyway the couple decided to walk through the cemetery and check it out just as we do um not pokemoning though this was back in the day (laughs) they had never actually heard any of the tales that were ever associated with the graveyard either but they decided it looked pretty interesting and just wanted to go explore because you know that's what you do that's back in the day Um, (laughs) i know that's what i do (laughs) they said it was very overgrown and needed some landscaping really badly again the cemetery is not necessarily in the best of shape um and as soon as they started talking about it an old man showed up and he was using like a very old lawnmower to gr- like mow the grounds, which I assume is like one of those that you used to like push. It was like a revolving blade. That's yeah. what like I'm seeing in my mind. I don't know if that's actually what they saw, but he was like this just old man mowing the grounds, and they're like, "Oh, okay." So he nodded to the couple as they walked by, but he never actually made eye contact because he was working. Um, the couple continued to walk around the cemetery and commented on how odd of an interaction that was with the old man they're like oh that's weird like why was that old man being weird about it i don't know um and as they were about to go back to the front entrance they then saw the old man seated on a bench as they walked by so again they're like oh this guy's just taking care of the grounds whatever um the couple the couple then walked around another area of the church for about 10 minutes and then wanted to go back out to check on the man and be like is he okay you know is he he's an old man doing yard work now whatever when they returned to the cemetery he was gone. Mm-hmm. The couple started talking about he had a, how he had a lawnmower and he was pushing it, but it actually never made any noise or they noticed that it even cut the grass. They knew that they had seen the ghost of the man who was then, who used to keep up the landscaping there. Oh. So they realized, they're like, wait a second, this isn't adding up. Um, so Imagine, like, processing. Well, we've talked about that. What was the other... Um, Gray cemetery we talked about. I think it was in like France or Paris or wherever, or in Spain. I don't know. Um, and then the groundskeeper like literally was taking care of the grounds and then killed himself in the cemetery. Uh, I want to. I forget where it was, but I want to say it was France or Spain. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember which one. Um, it was like the biggest cemetery, and he was the groundskeeper that took care of it. I want to say catacombs of Paris, but I don't I think don't that doesn't sound right to me. Yeah, it's somewhere over there. This seems European. 
Um, but yeah, so we've actually heard stories about the groundskeepers before. Yeah. I feel like groundskeepers have like a really close tie with the spirits that are in the cemeteries. Um, and like, there's just like some sort of connection there that they feel on a deep level. Um, so maybe that's why, maybe that's why the groundskeepers continue to take care of it. I mean, I hope so. I hope so too. And I think it's like one of those things where we're like, we hope for the best. <laughs> Um, the last spirit that many think they've seen is actually that of Mary Whitridge. The story is about Mary and how she's buried in the cemetery. She lived near the Cooper River with her husband, and her husband was a smoker and had terrible breathing problems. Same girl. I got asthma. She got bronchitis. What we doing? I don't think that's a great combination. <laughs> Not though. a great Smoking. Combo. I mean, I mean, I and don't then smoke, having so. <laughs> breathing problems. Like, don't smoke, kids. Don't smoke, kids. It's bad for you. I'm a 50-year-old smoker. I've been smoking a pack every day since I was 14 years old. No, don't do that. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. Um, anyway, so her husband then ended up getting very ill, and he had to go to Baltimore for the doctors there, because um, this was, again, back in the day when they just couldn't go everywhere. Um, and then when they were on their way to Baltimore, he actually then got sick on their ship and died. Mary was sent a letter about his death, and she never contacted the coroner, the coroner in Baltimore. So he actually then now has an unmarked grave um, there in the cemetery um, because he, she never got his body back, and she never got in touch with the, the coroner in Baltimore. So her husband's life was just lost. She never got a follow-up with him. By the way, Isn't there's more. Sad? Well, the reason she never contacted them is because she collapsed and then died. In her own home. That's um, that's unfortunate. She died on the exact same day that her husband died, and she's buried in their family plot in the cemetery. And again, he has an unmarked grave because she was never able to contact them. That's so sad. That's horrible. Many people believe that their bond was so close that she, of course, also died of heartbreak um, because she knew that something was wrong with her husband. Others say that she, too, was ill but had not been diagnosed with an illness because she was more worried about her husband's health than her own health, which, you know, all the moms out there, you can understand. Um, and then no matter what happened or how, it's still a very creepy coincidence. Um, those who have seen the lady in white in the cemetery think it might be Mary looking for her husband since the plot beside her grave still remains empty to this day. Perhaps she's still trying to find him so she can tell him where to go and so that they can cross over to the other side and be together forever Aww. in the end. It's so sad. It's so sad. I love that this episode's like very lovey-dovey. Like this is perfect for Valentine's Day. I mean, I know, like, it still goes. <laughs> it's still Gross. really sad. But we're talking about a lot of love. And I love love. Um, Gross. Of course, they do offer night tours at the Unitarian Church Cemetery. They're available with Tour Charleston. And there are times and tickets available on their website. That's tourcharleston.com. Um, for those of you who would rather visit during the daylight hours, you might not see any ghosts, but that's okay. Um, it's still a beautiful cemetery. Um, the cemetery is open 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. Monday through Thursday and then 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Friday through Sunday. Um, this is one of those places that really just has a lot of history behind it. And again, we like to think of the of Edgar Allan Poe and Annabelle yeah. Lee. Um, and again, the stories of the other um, people that lived in this place and, you know, just the stories of the surrounding community. That's kind of cute. Cute yeah. to think about. Um, and, you know, again, we don't try to keep all scary, dark death sadness um and i mean i know this is sad but it's still true love allison you well, don't understand some of us like to keep it in the uh cold dark 
like this, but not me. It doesn't always work out like that, okay? Anyway, well, that was the story of the Unitarian Graveyard. Um, thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Poltergals. Don't forget we've given a mini, a mini, a mini a plugs for all of our social medias. So please go follow us, send us your listening tales, tales, and of course, check us out on patreon.com slash polterpals and go check out our TikTok. Yeah. And you know, we have been posting mm-hmm. all of our stuff on YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. Hopefully in these next few weeks, and by that I mean the next week-ish or so, we will have more stuff in there. Boop, boop. Because Debbie is a... I'm a busy gal. She's going to a true crime podcast thing, and then I am going to... A live ghost. A live ghost paranormal investigation. Yay. So, yeah. All right. And that's all for this week. Thank you for tuning in to The The Poulter Gals. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Polter Gals, a Rogue Media Network podcast. This has been a Rogue Media podcast.